Welcome to another edition of the mandatory post-fight show. Edgar Berlanga gets it done by TKO in the sixth round against Patrick McCorry. Now, this was a fight where a lot of people were wondering if he would get the knockout. First one since December of 2020, I believe. And Edward Berlanga gets it done. And by the way, if you like the content, hit that like and subscribe button. Also follow us on our social media channels. We're at the Mandatory TKO. A lot to get into. This is an interactive show, so remember to drop your comments. We will get to your comments as well. But Brian, let's start off with uh, what you saw in the fight, what you thought about Berlanga's performance. And... Um, yeah, we were both right on our bets tonight. So that's another good thing about this. To recap, I had Edgar Berlanga scoring a knockdown. It's my favorite bet on the fight. And you had him winning by knockout uh, or technical knockout, which were both in that same sort of territory. I think yours was plus one. I'm forgetting exactly what it was. It was one I'm, plus 148. Okay, so mine was not in that. Mine was like even money, basically. Um, because I was like, man, what if he comes out, lays another dud? But... He did not. Uh, to me, this is the best, the best Edgar Berlanga's looked in his career. It includes all the first round knockouts because look at the competition. And this was a guy who was number three ranked, McCrory, number three ranked by the WBA. And Eddie Hearn had said before the fight started that the winner of this was going to become the mandatory <laughs> uh, number one challenger for Canelo Alvarez, according to the WBA. So a landmark victory. We're going to talk about what's next because I think there's one fight that Edgar Berlanga needs to have next that we're both probably going to agree on. So we're going to spend time on that and it's not Canelo Alvarez. But I think he could be on his way to that judging on what we saw tonight. This is his most complete performance. I thought the defense was actually pretty impressive, um, which you saw a little bit of that in the Jason Quigley fight, working on that. But there was a lot of thinking. I felt like after round one, he settled in. He wasn't thinking as much. He was letting his hands go. He established his jab early. He was landing left hooks to the body. I was very impressed with the straight right hand. I was very impressed just in general of all the things he did between rounds two and round six against a real challenger who, again, has won multiple times by knockout in these sort of road game situations. So Edgar Berlanga, hats off. This is your best performance and fight Jaime Munguia next. Yeah, I think for Edgar Berlanga, this is the fight that we needed to see from him because regardless of the fact of how we kind of saw Pedrick McCorry in that fight, this was a step up from him. This is a step up from Jason Quigley. But like I said in the preview, if you go back, McCorry is there to get hit. And that's exactly what happened. Berlanga had a great performance. He used his jab. What I really liked from him in this fight is he was mixing it up. In the past, I felt like Berlanga was a little bit of a headhunter. Uh, but you saw him go to the body. You saw him throw the left to the body, the right to the body. And I kind of wish he does that a little bit more as his career goes on because he has so much power. He possesses that power. And I think he could get a lot of um, victories just off body shots because of the power that he possesses. But nonetheless, this was probably... I would agree with you, Brian. This is his best performance yet, and he needed it. And the best part about this is what's next. I mean, that's what we're going to get into. He does need to fight Jaime Munguia next. I think the winner of that should get Canelo Alvarez. But I think all in all, that still makes for great storylines. Jaime Munguia, Mexican fighter, Berlanga, Puerto Rican fighter. I mean, the storylines write itself there. Edgar Berlanga and Jaime Munguia need each other. 
um, they're perfect for each other. I think the winner is going to have fewer questions in that fight because I think both of them are going to come in with a lot of questions, even though they're both coming off of very impressive performances. Um, I think Jaime Munguia actually just had one of his best performances um, earlier when he knocked out John Ryder not that long ago, a fight that we talked about on this show. Then you have Edgar Berlanga coming in, knocking out McCrory. I mean, they both did what they needed to do to really generate some excitement. I feel like both of them are a fight away from being ready if they're ever going to be ready for Canelo Alvarez. And the fight should be against each other. Like, these are the two perfect uh, heavy hitters, Puerto Rico versus Mexico. Both of them much maligned for different reasons. Uh, You know, level of competition, knockout power, you know, defensive deficiencies, whatever. But... I think they both made some strides and made some improvements this year to where I think the winner of their pending fight, hopefully it does happen at some point this year, should fight Canelo Alvarez, be it later this year or next year. Um, I think Canelo Alvarez should have another opponent. We talked about that. We actually just posted a segment on that, so you could check that out, who we think it'll be, whether it's going to be Charlo, Jamal Charlo this time. But ultimately, and we're going to get to some comments, Edgar Berlanga and Jaime Munguia need to fight. They are perfect for each other. It's one of the most perfect fights you can make in the sport right now in terms of where they are in their careers and in terms of what that fight would then set up in the future, which we know would be a date with Canelo Alvarez. Yeah, if I'm going to be perfectly honest, Berlanga had his best performance yet of his career, but I still don't think he's ready for Canelo Alvarez. I think Canelo Alvarez at this stage would piece him up and it would be a bad performance for Berlanga, maybe even possibly a stoppage. The one thing that I did like about this performance from Berlanga also was his defense, but I think Jaime Munguia, I mean, you take a look at the number of fights that he has and the type of fighter he has. He's also a volume guy. I think if him and um, Berlanga were going to fight, and of course I'm a little bit biased, I always rock with uh, the Mexican fighters. If you watch the show, you know that I love Mexican style boxing, but I just feel like his work rate would be a little bit too much for Berlanga. Um, But nonetheless, these guys would pose a great fight, but I don't think either of them are ready for Canelo Alvarez. But if I had to pick one that was, I would probably pick Jaime Munguia. I would too. Based on he's a former champion, he's got more experience. Um, but Canelo seemingly doesn't want to fight fellow Mexicans. <laughs> so exactly, you know, like I just, I, but I think, I think in a perfect world we would get Berlanga versus Munguia, which you know we're already getting comments on. We're gonna get to some comments uh, probably like right now. Yeah, actually. let's go to uh, David, uh, do, a friend of the show, just donated. Thank you for your donation, David. Um, having uh-huh. memo during training helped Big Ed. Yeah, um, Edgar Berlanga, again, I thought he was he was very good tonight. There's, you know, still some things defensively that I, I feel like another fighter might have gotten to somebody with a little more quickness. But listen, uh, baby steps. I think I think he showed legitimate improvement, and he's not the guy that needs to knock you out in the first round anymore. Um, he he showed, look, he, he had a good fight against Jason Quigley. It got a little spooky there as the fight went on in between the knockdowns of rounds 5 and 12, but he was able to figure it out and nearly got a knockout in that fight. Um, but this was a much better showing than even that one. Yeah, and I agree with David as well. He hope he fights Jaime next. Uh, let's go to Jesus, friend of the show, Jesus. Thanks for joining us tonight and rocking with us. He says Canelo is waiting for Berlanga, typical cherry picker. <laughs> Yo, okay, Jesus. so Jesus <laughs> with the heat tonight. <laughs> yeah, Jesus be um, 
he i i i I appreciate his suits because every time i know he's leaving a comment he's going straight for the head like here he's just calling berlanga and monkey garbage which i I don't think they're garbage i know i know what you're saying there i don't think they're garbage this one is kind of interesting though because this could be kind of right Berlanga and Munguia, <laughs> battle of overhype. They are both really overhyped fighters. I think Munguia should have been way further Less so along. now. Less so um, now. Yeah, I think they've kind of proven themselves within their last so I, fight. Right? The, both loser, the loser of this fight, uh, let's make the hypothetical fight right now. The loser of this fight, we're going to turn around and be like, ah, they were overhyped anyway, whatever, whatever. And the winner is going to be like, oh, you know, maybe they can give Canelo some problems because of the power, whatever the case may be. Like, that's what's going to happen. I, I really am interested in seeing if Canelo does want to fight another Mexican boxer. It's been a while. Like we were taking a look and I, you know, I, I don't know if Canelo is going to fight another Mexican boxer, but let's go to uh, Tony. Ayo. not quite sure. Brian, is this uh, no c- cinnamon yet? Yeah. No Canelo Alvarez yet is what Tony huh. Ayo is saying because cinnamon Canelo. Yeah. Um, okay. yeah, no cinnamon yet. I agree with that. We have, uh, Munguia versus Palango, no Kalito, winner and Beely. <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I don't know if a lot of people, like, we're talking about money. And at the end of the day, this is a business. Everything is a business. I don't think people are lining up to see, uh, you know, in Beely fight, uh, Edgar Berlanga <laughs> or, <laughs> or the Edgar Berlanga or Jaime Munguia winner. We had another comment I want to get to, IMPK13. And then there's another one here. That I want to get to right after from he got kicked, so we're gonna to get to you next. But I am PK 13, friend of the show. Uh, I don't think Berlanga gets Canelo next. I would like to see him against Munguia. That was the best version of Berlanga that I've seen, but I don't think he beats Munguia. Okay, so we basically said all the other things. Uh Chantel, since we've been talking about this, like, do we want to give up our way too early predictions on how do we think this fight goes between? I say we Berlanga? do it right now. We could do a little, a little, a little bit of a preview right now. Um, and get to and you know we'll drop uh, drop your comments as well if you had to do an early fight preview and you had to make a pick on Munguia or Berlanga and I'm not quite sure who the favorite would be. Well, in this I was going to say, what do you think the line is? That's how we got to do it on this show. Ooh. What do you think the line? I I think, think Munguia's I think Munguia's a slight favorite, but I actually think it's. I like, bet you a lot of people would vo- vote on the Berlanga knockout though, like they would bet on that. I think Munguia is probably a favorite, and it, but it's like it's it's not even two to one odds. It's like yeah. minus one fifty. It feels like a 50 50 ish fight, even on the betting scale. Like the 50 50 fights we got in this year, betting wise, like Natasha Jonas, Michaela Mayer, Sinisa Estrada, Yocasta Valle, like those are 50 50 betting fights. Terrence Crawford and Errol Spence was actually, that's another one. Yeah, um, until this, it wasn't. this might, <laughs> <laughs> until this, it might wasn't. this might be that. This might be that level of close in terms of betting. Let's get to uh, he got kicks and then we'll do a, a little yeah. bit of a early preview for you guys. I <laughs> uh, have to admit flaws still showed uh, ducking down a certain way can get hit easy, not to mention the elbow and headbutt in the clinch along with the low blows. You know what I was thinking when I was watching the fight? Berlanga is one of those boxers that like try to get underneath your skin and it can, can be posed as a little bit dirty when he does those things. McCoy but, too. He's holding his head down. That's why he yeah, got low blown a couple times. <laughs> exactly. So I think it's kind of like, I mean, Berlanga bit somebody, but um, he served a suspension for that, right? But I yeah. think these are antics that will continue on with the ring for him because he's just, he's already <laughs> done it. So he's going to continue to do it. I think that oh this is a comment i want to get to in a second i think that edgar berlanga um 
I, I'm not going to call him a dirty fighter, but I will say, like, he's clearly not afraid to, you know, to, 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 yeah, I would say get underneath somebody's skin. I think McCrory had some of it coming because, like, you can't keep somebody's head down and expect, like, literally, you keep somebody's head down in a fight and they're trying to uppercut you, like, it's going to be a low blow. Like, that shit happens. But yes, I, I also don't think the low blows were deliberate. I think the elbow absolutely was. And I took the elbow as, so if you, if you didn't watch it, it was like a, they got entangled on the inside before the referee was like coming to sort of break them up. I think I would have done the same thing. It was kind of well, like get off me. That's the thing. Yeah. Th that's how I took it. As yeah. we play, we play basketball. All yeah. right. And you understand like there are some times like, yes, you're going to foul the shit out of somebody on purpose deliberately because it's like sending a message like, yo, you're not going to fuck with me today. All yeah. right. You're not going to just push me around because he kept holding and pushing him and he just elbowed him in the face like. I'm totally fine with it. And that. after Berlanga did that, you kind of saw Padraig be like, okay, like I can't, I can't yeah. do that. He got he got like a little bit scared there. You because know what if I mean? Edgar Berlanga lets that go, McCr uh, McCrory ends like, up roughhousing him and gets on the inside and tries to like make it smother him, make it an ugly fight. And like him elbowing him in the face probably disallowed that. It's kind of what we're saying. So sometimes there's a purpose to some of these things. Okay, let's get to a funny comment right here. I want to go to a, a new friend of the show, Al the Pal. Thanks for joining us today, Al yeah, the he Pal. he said he just found the channel, so I appreciate you for finding the <laughs> channel. Hopefully you like it. Yeah, you should find Jake Paul. He's more on that level, and that's good money. You know? <laughs> oh um, listen, I think Berlanga would destroy Jake Paul, although Jake Paul has gotten better. I'll watch that fight. I would. I would <laughs> definitely watch that fight, and I would bet on the Berlanga – KO, TKO, because Berlanga, listen, he's been yeah, doing this yeah. for a while, regardless of what you think of him, right? Yeah, like, yeah. he he is a legit he's boxer. Not, Jake Paul's not on his level. Like, I could see them doing it for money later on in, like, 15 years. <laughs> I would no, still watch it. No, sooner than that. Like, you 10 know, years? Like... <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I don't know, but I could I could see it. David Rios disagrees that uh, that that's that they're on the same level and agrees that Berlanga would. Yeah, Berlanga would flatline that dude. Jake Paul's not ready for, like, an actual like real like he's fighting boxers now but there are boxers that are very carefully handpicked tony Yeo's it was tough to see tony it was, i was trying to watch it during uh the whole entire card actually josh hart hit his rebounds assists over that's all i cared about Dante yeah. DiVincenzo didn't get his though he got kicks another comment here and then we'll we'll actually talk about we could talk about uh Munguia berlanga a little bit more or maybe some other things andy cruz also had a, a very fun showing it looked like he was in route to get a knockout he did not but still very impressive nonetheless he's going to be a Dominant problem in that division yeah he got kicks his opponent never fought on tv and was domestic level at best uh, took some shots considering he had been at 175, which is true. IBO, a light heavyweight champion at one point before, but we have to see him against a common opponent. Could be Rose or Angulo all over again. I don't want to watch him again. <laughs> McCrory? I've, I've seen him fight before, and that's how I knew that he's just there to get hit. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. why I said, listen, did our scouting. Berlanga is going to get the knockout because look how easy it was for Berlanga to touch him Like once he was able to close the distance. And it was game over for him. So it's just one of those things. And it's no disrespect to Euro level fighters, but he's a Euro level fighter. And, um, you know, like I said in the preview show, it's kind of cool of him. Like props to him, though, for coming all the way to Orlando, fighting in two countries at the same time, because it was Puerto Rico. It was, you know, fighting in Orlando. So he had the crowd against him the whole entire time. Saw some uh, um, Irish fans, though, in the building. Uh, so he did have some love there, of course, but, uh, you know, a tough crowd for a guy like McCrory, for sure. 
And he got kicked, says that he meant Berlanga as a common opponent. Okay. Um, let's, for the sake of, because uh, we've talked about this fight, let's actually, let's actually fantasy book this and give out actual predictions. Um, I, I think, uh, and IMPK said it earlier, minus 150-ish, Mungia. I think that's probably right. I, I do think people will bet on Berlanga, and I think a lot of people will just bet on a knockout either way. You know, you could find, like, um, you'll find a lot of unders, and you'll find a lot of, will this fight go to distance? No uh, type of bets. So, Chantel, like, what do you think that fight would actually entail, and who do you think ends up winning it if we were to fantasy book this and this happens later this year? See, I don't know if Jaime Munguia would be the favorite. Like, I think I, I would favorite. pose him. Yes, I would yeah. pose him as the betting favorite. But I think a lot of people would take Berlanga. But if I'm taking a look at this fight stylistically, the way that Jaime Munguia fights, and if this fight was happening like it was tonight, Berlanga very patient in that first round. Cool. Like, you know, we never seen him that patient before. That was way too patient. Didn't even throw. I, did he throw a punch? I don't know if he did. Um, he tried to, but I don't think he landed anything. Um I think the way this fight would go is Jaime Munguia right away, as you know, is a pressure fighter or his work rate is really high. He's got power. He mixes it up. Sometimes I feel like he can headhunt a bit, but looked very good in this last fight. Berlanga doesn't throw enough, right? So if we're taking a look at the cards, I think Berlanga would be fighting off of his back foot in a fight against Jaime Munguia because Jaime Munguia is going to come forward and that's the style that he fights with. I also think Jaime Munguia would land a lot on Berlanga. Would Berlanga land a lot on Jaime Munguia? Yes, because they both get hit. But I do think Berlanga's chin is a little bit more sus. So I would take Jaime Munguia to win by stoppage. I would take him to win by stoppage because I think he'd be throwing combos. I think he'd be landing on Berlanga and just the edge. And he's had more fights than him too. Like, let's keep that in mind. So there's the experience factor but it would be a firefight. Like these guys would be going at each other, throwing power shots. Berlanga though looked very tactical in this fight. Like very tactical. He looked very poised. And I think that makes for a great fight. I just think Jaime Mangia is a level up um, from um, Berlanga. And he got kicks. Um, says Mangia has good punch selection. I agree. But I also think that Berlanga's punch selection has gotten better too. Um, I, the thing about it is that Berlanga's chin is still a little bit sus for me after that Coceres drop. Um, there's also been rumors he's been dropped before. The um, Erickson Lubin video inspiring, and also as an amateur, he was he was pretty he was pretty badly dropped. Yeah, and Mangia, like the way that he looked in his last fight, I don't know, man. Um, I, I also think whoever has the better jab in that fight. Is going to be able to control it, but uh, what Edgar's are your jab thoughts? Looked really good tonight. Um, powerful too. Power, I, power jab. I completely agree in terms of stylistically how it's going to go. Edgar Berlanga is also presenting a slight reach advantage. I think he's going to try and fight on the outside, and he'd be wise to do that. Now, how much success he'll have keeping Jaime Munguia off of him in terms of the pressure, because Jaime Munguia is trying to make that an inside fight all day. I think even though they're both very similar in how they can beat you. This is going to be a clash of styles if they were to fight because I think Jaime Munguia is going to try to make this a pressure fight on the inside, whereas Edgar Berlanga is going to try to actually pick him off and counter on the outside. We saw a lot of counterpunching from Edgar Berlanga today, and that was against McCrory, not Jaime Munguia. He is very <laughs> much not Jaime Munguia, right? So there was a lot of jabs. Then he let the right hand go. Some more left hooks to the body. Like the punch selection and the punch variety was there. I was actually impressed 
with Edgar yeah. Berlanga's boxing ability, which is not something I've said a ton in terms of just pure boxing ability. We know what the power is, but I feel like he's developed in that way. Will he be able to execute those things? Is his boxing ability, his defense in particular, good enough to execute those things? Defense looked better tonight too, man. Yeah, and is yeah. he is he good enough to execute those things against Jaime Munguia? No, because Munguia is just going to come forward, man. Munguia is like, he's going to go all out. He's going to stalk him in the ring. And I like I want to see Berlanga also, well, yeah, I want to see him fight a guy like Jaime Munguia because how is he going to fight off of his back foot? I really want to see Berlanga try to fight off his back foot and see if he can still be offensive. He does have power, and Munguia does get hit. But well, it's he's going to outwork him too, and that's going to be a problem. But on the cards, again, that would be a problem. Here's the thing, though. In and where's the fight? Is it in Vegas or is it in New York? Or yeah, I, I don't know. Um, it sucks. There should be more options than that. Like boxing should be not in just like a couple of different places. But anyway, like that's going to fight in LA in a minute. Saudi Arabia. Yeah, because Vegas, is, Vegas and Saudi Arabia are taking all this shit, and it's annoying. I get Vegas. Like day. I get Vegas, and no, I, fuck you know. That. And I know there's like, like Ryan Garcia and Devin Haney um, set for yeah, New Ryan York, Garcia but Ryan wants Garcia to, wants, wants it in Vegas. Fight. Ryan Garcia, get the fuck out of here talking about he wants to fight in Las Vegas because the fight deserves to be in Las Vegas as if it doesn't deserve to be in fucking Barclays Center in New York. Yeah. Are you serious? Devin Haney's going to beat him either way, so who cares? But whatever. Um, I want that shit to be in Barclays Center, obviously, so I can go. Uh, Vegas. Vegas is getting fucking everything. They don't even give a shit about fucking sports like that. Uh, besides gambling, but whatever, gambling money, it runs everything. Um, and I say that I love fights in Vegas, so I can't really see, but I'm West Coast, right? So, yeah, I, I, but, I just you know, you. so in that, in that sense, but there hasn't been a fight in New York in a minute, so it was interesting. This is not about Ryan Garcia and Devin Haney, but it was interesting to see that Ryan doesn't want to fight in New York. That makes no sense. Is it because you know he's an LA guy? Um, Cali guy, more fans his way. You, I, can't, I be no you can't be defending Vegas as somebody who's a Raiders fan. And like, come on, they just jacked as, as for, for what? For, for what? For for what, though? I'm not defending Vegas. I'm just saying to see a boxing fight there. That's on usually on people's bucket list. Yeah. Like, let's keep it. Let's keep it a buck here. That's usually on. I'm just I'm list. just saying you lose. Ryan Garcia loses me when he goes, oh, the fight doesn't deserve to be in Vegas. When the fight was announced in New York, it wasn't in fucking Temecula. No disrespect to people in Temecula. Or yeah. it wasn't in it wasn't in like Jacksonville, Florida. No, I didn't have a like, problem. Like, with, I don't understand I didn't have a problem with New York, but, that, but we're we sidetracked regardless. Yeah. Um, I think Edgar Berlanga, in his defense, he could actually catch Jaime Munguia when Jaime Munguia is doing the pressure fighting shit, and that's what I want to know. It's like, all right, if he's going to present this challenge early and actually try to smother Edgar Berlanga, get on the inside, and his work rate is going to be insane, is he going to just walk into something early? And Edgar Berlanga, as we see, still has that power. If he catches him with a right uppercut early on, how's Jaime Munguia going to react to that? I think that's what's going to make the fight fascinating, and I think that's what's going to make a lot of people bet the under. I don't know where the over-under is going to be on rounds, but a lot of people are going to bet the under. And I don't feel like the over-under is going to be very high. Like I'd be surprised if it's anything past like eight and a half rounds, for example. I think I, I, You know what? I think it goes past seven. I, I That's don't why think, I think eight and a half, seven and a half yeah. is kind of the line of demarcation there. I could see I, that actually, but it depends. So who would you go with in that fight? And how, how would you have the winner win? Are you going with decision, you go with knockout, and you rolling with Munguia, or you're rolling with uh, your fellow Puerto Rican Berlanga? I think Munguia should be the favorite and should win that fight, but I don't know. Like Edgar Berlanga, like the way he boxed. <laughs> 
the way he boxed in this fight and the way he boxed in his last fight against Jason Quigley, and yes, Euro guys, whatever, not Jaime Munguia, but like I've seen Jaime Munguia, like he needed a knockdown to beat Sergey Derevyanchenko. You know what I mean? Like he has another. Did we rock. not see what happened with Edgar Berlanga and Steve Rolls? No disrespect, Canadian, right here. You no, know no, no, but saying? the scorecards, but... the scorecards weren't that close. No, but still, like Steve Jaime Munguia was down and needed a knockdown to be yeah. Sergey Derevyanchenko, right? Like, and before that, he even won a questionable decision against I forget which Euro level fighter it was. I don't know if it was Callum Smith, Liam Smith. It was one of them dudes. I'm forgetting right now, but. Jaime Munguia won a decision that was very questionable at best. And, like, I think we can risk talking him up a little bit when there's a reason that these guys are perfect for each other, and it's because they're on the same tier. They're both yeah. heavily flawed. They're both heavily effective. And I think that – I think Edgar could actually win this fight if his chin holds up. And that's the biggest concern for me is if his chin's going to hold up. But, but I Jaime think that's Mo why people would bet on, uh, on the knockout for Jaime Munguia is not as versatile of a fighter. He's just not. He's going to win the fight one way. And, one knockout. You know. Two like, ways. He's, he's going to win. What was that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm saying he's going to win the fight inside or nothing. Whereas Edgar Berlanga could actually, like, if he's able to remain on the outside and keep the jab in his face, maybe he has some more success there. So. I'd probably I'd be tempted to bet at on Edgar Berlanga catching him because I think Jaime Munguia could just walk into something carelessly. Yeah, and he gets he's defensively irresponsible at times. Very um, that's the other thing. Very right. irresponsible. Like Edgar Berlanga, this is one of the only guys Edgar Berlanga will have a defensive advantage against. Think about that. Yeah, but the way that Jaime Munguia fights, like, you know, he's just trying to go and get it. He's going to stalk you. He's going to try to smother you. Um, all right, let's get right into some more comments as well. Um, let's go back to Al the Pal. Um, and I'm, and for, for new Charlo. viewers, for new viewers, I know you see the Puerto Rican shit behind me, but, like, I'm hard on Edgar Berlanga. All right, like I'm not, I'm not like biased. Yeah, Brian didn't even want to pick a winner in this fight. He picked yeah. the, the knockdown for I was a bet, like, which yo, he, was he could. Right. I was like, yo, he could lose this fight against McCrory if he comes around and does what he has been doing. But you know, I'm giving him credit. This was his best performance ever. All right, Al the Pal. I think ahead. he sees uh, give Berlango, Charlo, and let Canelo come drunk. It'll still be a challenge for him. Is that what he's trying to say? And let him come drunk. It still will be a challenge for him. Um. You know, it's interesting because I think a lot of people are setting him up to fight Canelo Alvarez. And I don't think any of these guys are going to fight Canelo on Cinco de Mayo weekend. It's going to be no. Charlo. Yeah, no, it's going to be Jermall Charlo. Easy. I think this is about later on, Canelo. This is about fall or even next year. And so if you had to pick who gets that fight, who would you pick for fall? Who gets the Canelo fight in fall? No, like just in general, who do you think Canelo, Canelo will fight in fall? Like we had a whole we had a whole segment on this. Uh, the, by the way, the problem the, the problem is like it, I like I would want to say David Benavidez because he said he would come back down for that fight. He's fighting in June. It should be David Benavidez. Um, and if Edgar Berlanga and Jaime Munguia are going to fight each other, realistically, it's probably going to be the earliest, the earliest June. Yeah, June. You know what I mean? Like. They do it around a Puerto Rican Day parade at best. Is that gonna? Are they gonna be able to turn around quickly? And I don't fight think in that September? fight gets made because uh, Berlanga has taken a little bit. Like he doesn't fight consecutively. You know what I mean? There's a little bit of a break. He was suspended for a bit though too. Yeah, um, so, he has so a promoter, so his promoter should actually like get him a fight quickly. 
but you yeah. know, it's just uh, politics, you know. Yeah, the politics of it all. Uh, we'll get to some final comments before we get up and out of here. Um, yeah, Al the Pal not feeling the uh, the European fighters, the Euro level fighters. Um, here's a good one, Tony Ayo. I'm guessing he's one of your your friends here, Brian. Um, of course, Gabriel Matias is from Puerto Rico. Yes. No, because he said Matias has a darker complexion. Thought he was Dominican. Hey, there are black Puerto Ricans too. You seen Carlos Delgado, bro? <laughs> <laughs> I, did we put this uh, this this one up yet? Yeah, David one Rios. Of, one of my uncles is a straight up like, yeah. So no, there's black Puerto Ricans too. But yes, more more Dominicans are. Yeah, yeah. We we, we can we can get into like that whole thing, you know, another time. But yes, that, that they ex <laughs> they exist. Trust me. Uh, Berlango Charlo would be nice as well. Um, yeah, yeah I'd, wa I'd watch that. Uh, Berlanco would certainly be the underdog against Jamal Charlo, uh, even at super middleweight. However, <laughs> that's an interesting fight. Uh, yeah, and if Mel still stays at a certain weight class, um, he could even fight Mel. Like, what Charlo brother are we talking about? Are we talking oh. about Mal or Mel, right? Because I think after what I saw tonight, I think Berlanco has a chance against Mel, especially yeah, if Mel fried. fights the way that he did against Canelo Alvarez, right? So... Um, nonetheless, let's, uh, get, if you guys have any more final comments, uh, that you guys are wanting to drop, make sure you do. Um, let's get to IMPK 13 really quick. Um, are you guys as annoyed as me that Joshua versus Nganu is scheduled during the day on Friday? Oh, that's, that's a schedule fail. I feel like. Yes. Yes. And I'm annoyed that it's also in Saudi Arabia because the time difference. And also like, what It'll are be we like doing? It'll be like two o'clock Pacific. Like, why, like, I don't like, I get why Saudi Arabia is getting all the big fights because of money, but like, I, is that really helping the sport? That's not what it's about. It's about money, but like, I, I don't, I don't know. It's just weird. Just weird how they just came in, took over. And I feel like years from now, we're going to look back and be like, yo, remember when they did that? And then it kind of filtered out after a while, but whatever. Yes, it's annoying. IMPK. I wish it was during the day on a Saturday instead of a Friday. Um, I would even annoying. take a Sunday because no more football. Uh, um, so, so that could work as well. But those are like Jake Paul fights, right? You better win that fight, Anthony Joshua. You better win that fight. Um, this is kind of an interesting comment. We'll take a couple more comments before we get up and out of here. Most likely, Berlanga will fight another soft fighter, then sign an extension with Hearn. Rosado is so old, but knowing her and he'll make it. Rosado still got power, though. Not Gabriel Rosado, bro. He still got power, though. I think he was like two years ago. He was pretty much up for like almost knockout of the year. I'd watch that fight, but I hope, it, I hope they don't make it. I wanted, you know, I, you know who I wanted Edgar Berlanga to fight at one point? I don't even know if this, I think this dude might be retired now, but he's he's great. At one point, Danny Jacobs. I wanted oh, yeah. Edgar Berlanga to fight Danny Jacobs at one point. Um, but he lost to John Ryder, and then we never saw him again. I was pretty high on uh, Danny Jacobs, actually. I thought he was great. He shocked me when he destroyed Peter Quillen like that in the first round. I didn't think he was going to even like win that fight. Um, I think we're getting near the end here now, guys. Uh, but yes, David Rios, who, by the way, donated to the show. If you donated, we do appreciate you. Uh, next week, Amanda Serrano, we are going to have a full preview for you guys. I'm um, not quite sure if we're doing a post-fight show yet. Um, we've got to T take a look at schedules and whatnot. But TBD, because yeah. I am going to a comedy show. Okay. So. And I think I might be working. <laughs> 
So yeah. I might not be able to, but nonetheless, uh, we are going to have a full fight preview for you guys for that one as well. Uh, we want to thank everyone for rocking with us tonight, joining us on the show. If you like the content, hit that like and subscribe button. Also follow us on our social media channels at the mandatory TKO. Brian, any final thoughts uh, before we get up out of here? Yeah. Um, Andy Cruz is a problem. He's going to be really good. I want to see him against the JIT competition soon. I'm not not right now because it's only three and zero. Even though they're obviously moving him up quickly because of the well well put together amateur career, uh, former gold medalist as they mentioned. Uh, Antonio Vargas had an impressive knockout tonight. Got that one live bet. Whew. Um, that one was really good. Uh, Giasoff very unimpressive against Pablo Caesar Cano. Yeah. Uh, scored the knockdown early in the third round, and then he just stopped throwing to the body and just started <laughs> holding. And holding and holding um you should not if you're a serious welterweight contender you should not be going to distance with pablo caesar cano in 2024 and yankiel rivera two thumbs up i think he's going to be very good and by the way if you want to take a look at any of the content that we put out this week we put out a couple of videos um as well as uh, who Canelo should fight next. Uh, there's been a reported fight with Tank Davis and Frank Martin. Uh, that video you can go check out as well. And yes. once again, thank you so much for rocking with us. And if you're watching this after, let us know what you thought about Edgar Berlanga's performance and who he should fight next. Thanks so much for rocking with us, guys. And make sure to hit that like and subscribe button.